Blog Talk Radio.
Peace, peace, peace to the family. This is your man, Brother Insight, back on another edition of I Am Music. I was calling featuring Jill Scott and Erica Badu with I Am Music. Family, this is our last show of our four-part series, What is the Best Album of the Last 25 Years R&B-Wise? We had over 200 albums. We narrowed it down to a field of 64. Uh, we did a seating show. And then last week, we uh, started the actual process of eliminating albums. Uh, so we went from 64 teams as of last week down to 16 teams. And tonight, we have our 16 finalists that are uh, in the Sweet 16, and we're going to narrow it down for the next hour and a half to two hours to an eventual champion. This week's show is going to be a little bit different. We are going to pull up track listings of each album and do a head-to-head -head battle. Uh, we posted this stuff early this morning um, and Facebook and Twitter and um, as well as Instagram has been buzzing with a lot of people's um, uh, opinions. So we want to allow those people to have a voice with the show. The panel will have the overall deciding factor, but anytime we have ties, anytime we have disagreements where we can't come to a resolution, we're going to go to social media and, and look at to see what album or what artist got the most votes on whatever particular album we're discussing at that particular time. So to get you guys abreast, uh, I'm going to go over the Sweet 16. All of the number one seeds are still intact. So starting in the East region, we have Lauryn Hill's album, Miss Education of Lauryn Hill, which was a one seed in the overall one seed uh, of the bracket. We have D'Angelo's Voodoo album, which was a four seed uh, in the Sweet 16, going head to head with Lauryn. And then the number three seed in this East bracket is Erica Badu with Baduism. And then we have the two seed, which was Faith Evans' album entitled Faith, which is her solo debut. Going down to the South uh, region, we have Brown Sugar by D'Angelo uh, with the number one seed in that bracket. Uh, and it's going up against 112, which is a four seed, which is their self-titled debut album, 112. Um, and the other two matchups, or the other matchup, excuse me, in the South bracket, we have Jill Scott's first album, uh, Who Is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds, Volume 1, versus Robert Glasper's Black Radio album that came out about three years ago, actually won a Grammy for that album. And Rob had one of the newest albums that made it this far on the list. Um, moving over to the uh, West bracket, we have My Life, which is the number one seed going up against R. Kelly's. Um, third solo album, which was the self-entitled album, R. Kelly, which was a four seed. Um, the other matchup in that bracket, we have Urban Hang Suite by Maxwell, which was a, um, what was Urban Hang Suite? Um, Urban Hang Suite was a three seed, which is going up against the Diary of a Mad Band, which was a two seed in this bracket by Jodeci. And then the last bracket we have is the Midwest bracket. Um, and in that bracket, we have the number one seed, tp2.com. Shout out to my homeboy, Ed Trill, who got me that album early. I'll never forget I got that album early uh, back in um, in, um, in 2000. He sent that joint to me early. Um, so that's the number one seed going up against Jodeci's Forever My Lady, uh, which was a four seed in this bracket. And then the, the final matchup of the Midwest bracket and of the overall tournament is Dangerously in Love by Beyonce, uh, <clears throat> which was a um, three seed versus Usher's Confessions, which was a two-seed. So we have some tough, tough work to do tonight, y'all. Um, we got some great albums, 
in my opinion, when I look at this whole list and its totality, uh, all of these albums, in my opinion, are classics. All of these albums are dope. Whatever you want to use, um, they are that. And the reason why I say that because all of these albums, you can listen to, to, through them top to bottom and not skip any songs. You can name songs off of the album without looking at this actual track listing. You can listen to the songs, and it can take you back to the first time you heard it and to, to what you was doing when you was in high school or college when, when these particular albums came out. So I'm excited. Uh, part of my panel is here. The other part, they'll be here when they get here. I'm not going to worry about it. But um, let's bring in the brother who has been rocking with us from show one all the way up to show four, uh, my good brother, my good friend, brother Darius Essex. What's going on, family? Not much. What's going on, Big Homie? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm ready to get it in tonight. I'm very excited about tonight's show. I just I just read it, read it down, um, the top 16 albums that we have um, vying for the number one spot and um, let people know where the seedings are at and, and how we're going to do the show tonight. So we're going to do uh, head-to-head matchups. I have the um, track listings to every album pulled up, and we're going to go head-to-head, and we're going to battle out. So before we get started, man, Anything you want to say, man? The floor is yours, brother. Let's get this party started. Like I said earlier, man, you already put a couple up there. I know we're going to have uh, some disagreements about, but uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. So I, I think we got a dark horse in the running. So, uh, but I, I'll let that play itself out. Absolutely. And I, I see I got my man. I talked him up. My man out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, Ant Trail is in the building. Let me see if he want to jump on with us tonight. Ant Trail, what's going on, family? How you feeling? You probably got Hello? your phone on mute, brother. Hello? Hey, Trey, what's, going, what's going on, family? How you doing, man? Just wanted to check family. in. You know, you, you know, I got to bring my uh, my Stephen A. to the uh, music world. The music world. Make sure y'all well, get the thing right. We're going to bring you in tonight. We're going to have you as an honorary guest tonight because your boy Barry Bonds is out doing his activism thing right now. We don't know where he is at the present. He's supposed to be here with us, but it's all good. So... The Lakers um, alive to my brother. Absolutely. So, um, so Darius, this is my man. Aunt, Aunt, this Darius. I don't know if y'all met before, man. He he went to Lincoln Heights the whole night. I was his mentor, but I just wanted to introduce y'all cats. Um, so let's get into it. Darius. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, brother. This is what I'm gonna do, Darius. We gonna start it off early, man. We got to get our argument out the way, man. I'm 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 going to the East bracket. We stayed in the East bracket. Um, every time we did the show, we went to the East Bracket first. So the first matchup we have is Lauren Hill, Miss Education of Lauren Hill versus Voodoo by D'Angelo. Uh, Lauren is a one seed. D'Angelo is a four seed. This is where I have an upset. I have D'Angelo knocking Lauren Hill, the number one overall seed, out of this bracket. The reason why, I'm going to give the floor to Darius in one second, but I did something that I haven't done. I have been going crazy on music. I have listened to all 16 of these albums at least once, some twice, since last Tuesday. And I saved this particular matchup for today. I listened to Lauryn Hill's album this morning about 10 o'clock this morning while I was getting some work done. And then I went right into Voodoo. And I had already had an inkling that I was going to take Voodoo right here at this particular spot, but I wanted to go and just get myself familiar with the music all over again to get the feeling and see what I heard today that I might not have heard last week or years ago when these albums first came out. And I had to go with Voodoo. 
Um, I'm going to go through the track listings. I'm going to go with Al Lawrence's album first. You have Lost Ones. And Darius, i gotta, I got to call you out, brother. i got to call you out. I'm going to open your linebacker because I heard some noise. When we first said we were going to do this show, I was like, I don't know if Lauren Hill's album should be on the list because Lauren is an MC first and a singer second. And when I went through this album in its totality, she rhymed on like four or five songs and had like at least six or seven verses on this album. So the, the bulk of the album was singing, you know what I'm saying? And we know Lauren is a dope vocalist, but it was more rhyming than I anticipated. I took your word for it, but it's it's too late now. The album is in there, but I just wanted to throw that out there to you, brother. You you, you got it. I only remember three tracks, but maybe I missed something. But you, I mean, yeah, well, I go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear your argument. Yeah, I'll listen to it today. So let's go through the tracks, track for track. And I know you're not at the at your computer yet. Um, let's go to Lauren's album first. You have Lost One, which is the opening track. That's not even an R&B song. That's a straight hip-hop song. She spits three hard-body verses on that song. But the fact that we're doing R&B and we let it already get to this point, we're going to keep it in there. That's a dope track. I'm not hate. X-Factor, we all know now that song was about White Clef, dope record. To Zion, we all know that was a song about her son that she had with Rohan Marley, dope record. Do what that thing. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take y'all back. And my boy Ed can attest to this because we both was in college when this song came out. I hated this song. I hated this song because at the time, I wasn't as conscious as I am now. And all the sisters were singing this doo-wop, you know what I'm saying, song. And when you were in college, you know, you're only trying to do one or two things. It's to get your schoolwork done and get us some chicks. And they was not having it when this doo-wop <laughs> joint came out. <laughs> and, 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 my, and my man can attest to that But nonetheless, it's a classic record I just had to throw that in there This is what music does to me It takes me back to a moment of time Superstar, right. dope record uh, Final Hour, dope record When It Hurts So Bad Which is one of my favorite records on the album I Used to Love Him, dope uh, Forgive Them Father, which I thought was a classic song We even had churches singing that song um, at one point in time. I remember I went to a church in Dayton when I was in college, and the youth was singing that song on Tuesday. I was blown away. Uh, every Ghetto, Every City, which reminds me of a Donnie Hathaway type of vibe. Uh, the best song on the album, in my opinion, is Nothing Even Matters, featuring D'Angelo. Uh, Everything is Everything, which is a big single from the album. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, and Sweet Thing. So none of these songs are weak. And, and, and this is the problem we're going to run up against. None of these songs are weak or none of these albums. It's just going to be what songs are superior. Now, do you want me to go in on this D'Angelo album, Darius, or do you want to go ahead and, and, and talk about Lawrence Hill's album right now before I go to D'Angelo's song? Well, let me just say on the, on the Lauren Hill album, you just went through song for song, and you're not skipping none of those tracks. Like, I didn't hear you say now one time, this song is just all right, or this song I'm skipping at. And I, I know we probably shouldn't take in account the the impact that, that that album had, that the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill had, but you, you, you kind of can't dismiss it because that, that, that album was so powerful it was so on point and what we needed at the time and coming from a sister and on top of that winning Grammy of the year and, and we're not counting awards, but I'm just talking about the impact, the social impact. It's just, just the, the variety of dope records. She went from conscious. She talked about love, just and even talking about her son. I, I just think from top to bottom, like 
this is just a really, really complete album. Now, before you get to Voodoo, let me just say, I went back and listened to that joint today because when when you posted the uh, the Wish album is better, I said, you know what, let me give Voodoo a, a chance to and match them up. I had a hard time skipping a song on that, on, on that album either. So I'm going to lean towards Lauryn Hill personally, but if Voodoo actually advances, I won't necessarily have a problem with it because I wasn't skipping not one song on on the Voodoo album, like not one. Absolutely, I'm in, I'm in agreement with that. And it's hard to say which album is better. They both classics. It's just, I guess, what what's your musical preference? And I think D'Angelo's album had the same uh, impact when you look at it from a soulful standpoint, like. Artists were throwing albums away and redoing their album once they heard that voodoo. And plus, D'Angelo, he didn't reinvent himself, but I think a lot of people didn't anticipate this album being that good when you compare it to Brown Sugar. And I, I actually like voodoo better than Brown Sugar, and Brown Sugar is another classic album as well. But, Brother Ant, did you want to say anything about this Lauryn Hill joint before I go into the D'Angelo track listing and we, and we cast our votes? Hey, unmute yourself, brother, because your yeah. line is open. Okay, there you go. Okay, are. what I, was, I do want to say is I really don't think that uh, Lauryn Hill is a really uh, R&B album. Now, it's a great album, but I really don't look at it. I don't classify it personally, and that's my opinion, as an R&B album. So I understand now if we say, you know, top 25 greatest, Albums of color, yeah, because there's no white albums in this whole artist thing. So, but I would say that, but it's a dope album, hands down, you know, but I just don't think it's a traditional R&B album. Right, and, and that was my mindset when we first started compiling the list, but, you know, Lauren is a dope vocalist, and the majority of the album is singing. Like I said, four songs have verses on there. Um, one song is a straight hip-hop album, just like I said, Lost Ones, but it's a dope album. Let's get into this Voodoo joint. And I'm glad you kept it 100, there, because I listened to Voodoo earlier today, and I didn't skip no songs on this album either, man. He opens up the album with Player Player. Then he goes into Devil's Pie, which is one of my favorite all-time R&B songs yeah, that, ever. Yeah, that's my favorite D'Angelo song, The Devil's Pie. That's my joint right there. Yeah, that song has so much powerful meanings in it. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing track. You have Left and Right featuring Red Man and Method Man. And this is another thing I like about Lauren and D'Angelo. The only feature on her album was D'Angelo, and the only feature on this album was Red and Meth on, on the verse of Peace. Uh, so they didn't have other artists overshadowing their art, which I love that. Um, then after Left and Right, you have The Line, Send It On, which was a beautiful, beautiful slow record, one of the biggest records on the album. Chicken Grease, which was super funky, was reminiscent of James Brown. Um, One More Again, produced by Questlove from The Roots, dope, dope record. The Root, Spanish Joint, Feel Like Making Love, which is a remake. Great Day in the Morning, Untitled How Does It Feel, which is the record that went through the roof, drove the ladies crazy. Y'all ladies remember the video. Africa, which is another one of my favorite D'Angelo records. I thought it was a great, great record. Um, talking about Africa being our descent, very conscious record. Um, I Found My Smile Again. Heaven by the Ohio Players was a bonus track, and then Your Precious Love. So this album is insane. The only reason I give this album the thumbs up over Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, and they both had about the same amount of records. Uh, D'Angelo had 16 records on this album, 
and minus the one interlude, Lauren had 14. So they both was, they, they, they wasn't stingy with the music. They gave you a nice amount of music. But the only reason why I'm giving the edge to D'Angelo is because I thought the live instrumentation of his album affected me a little bit more than what Al- Lauren's album uh, did was. And I thought the production on D'Angelo's album was a little bit better. Uh, when you look at producers like, you know, um, D'Angelo himself is a producer, uh, Quest Love, James Poison. You look at these great, great producers and uh, musicians like uh, Pino Palladino. I just thought the musicianship and the overall body of work was a little bit stronger than the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. But they're both classic albums. You can't go wrong with either one of them. So cast your final vote, man. So you going with miseducation of Lauryn Hill? Um, there is... Yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say that, but like I said, I don't have a problem with with Voodoo advancing. But I do have a question though. I don't know if you took a look at it before we started the show. What what did the people vote? Because I know you put that on the um on the Facebook. What was the people overall uh, feeling on, on that album? Honestly, I'm pulling it up right now. I don't have the actual tally, but just from on it, the people went with uh, Miseducation. I can tell okay. you that now. It was more Voodoo yeah. votes than I anticipated, but uh, and I'm gonna count it just to make just to keep it 100 real quick. I got it right here. And, and while I'm looking at the and who you got, I think I know who you got because of what you stated about the album. But who you got, Miseducation or uh, Voodoo? Well, because uh, I, <laughs> like you know, it's tough, and I'm gonna have to go with you know because I really wasn't. You know, I've never really been a super du- duper D'Angelo fan either, you know, to keep it 100. But I did see him live for the first time out here in Denver, and that kind of, you know, he changed my, my whole view, you know, because I love, like you said, the fact of a live production, you know. His band mm-hmm. is insane. It's crazy. And so me, I'm going to have to go with, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Voodoo. <laughs> this is an R&B album. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a definite rhythm and blues. It's a it's a rhythm and blues album, man. So we got the chat room popping off. Uh, Facebook pick Lauren, as I do they would. Um, chat room, who y'all got? And the lines is open. If anybody want to call in, six one nine three nine three two eight one three six one nine three nine three two eight one three. Um. Yeah, man, I got to go with Voodoo, man. I got to go with Voodoo. I'm going to give it another minute and see what the chat room says and see if anybody has any other more commentary to add in before we go to the next matchup. So, I'm sorry, I, I missed it. And which one did you say? Which one did you say? Uh, one did you oh, say? I went with, uh, with Voodoo based upon okay. Voodoo wins off criteria. Gotcha. Off, and, off, and, I'm, and I'm with that, too. Oh, that's the only reason why. It's just off criteria because, honestly, I would play Mr. Lauren Hill's album more. <laughs> but, you know, we got to stick with what it is. It's an R&B album. That's not to me. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a cross between R&B and hip-hop. It's, it's, it's heavily influenced by R&B for sure because it's mostly singing, but, you know, those four or five songs that's, that's infused with with hip hop. I mean, you can't well, see, say I'll it's put a it, pure. Go ahead. 
put it I put it on the like like on the on on the level of like Andre's album, Speaker Box. You know, those Correct. two albums. Correct. Andre's That's album a good was so dope. So dope. So dope. Yeah. So dope. Yeah. You know, and, but I put you know, Mr. you know, Lauren Hill's album in that same realm. Hey, I'm glad you made that. That's the perfect analogy because that album, Three Stacks, only dropped like four or five verses on that album. He was singing the the, the bulk of the album, but that's the perfect analogy. Correct. I think both of those albums mirror each other when you look at from an artistic standpoint, singing versus rapping. And we all know that Andre is one of the dopest lyricists of all time, and Lauren is one of the dopest lyricists from a female standpoint of all time. But they showed their versatility with the fact that they can sing just as good as they can rhyme. Uh, all in all in one album. So um, the chat room right. is rocking. The chat room is surprisingly rocking with D'Angelo. Uh, Facebook is rocking with D'Angelo. I'm sorry, Facebook is rocking with Lauren Hill. And then I seen my Instagram earlier. Uh, Instagram had uh, Lauren Hill as well. But the panel outweighs social media. And I'm going with with uh, myself and brother um, and brother um, Ant. And we're going with um, we're going with Lauren Hill. This is a I won't say it's a surprise, but I mean because I, I look at it, I, Voodoo should not have been a four seed. We 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 launched on that one. We launched on that one. That should not have been a four seed, um, but it is what it is. So Lauren Hill has been eliminated. So let's go to our next matchup. This matchup has been getting the most buzz. This this matchup has almost a hundred uh, comments on Facebook. And this next matchup is between Erica Badu, Baduism, versus Faith Evans' first album, Faith. And I'm going to go to uh, Darius first before I get into these track lists. Darius, let me know how you feel about these two albums and what you think, uh, uh, what, what album you think should advance. This is my dark horse right here. This is the one album I think could probably win it all. And I'm going to go with Faith Evans. Faith. I agree. Now, yep. I probably... I, I caked for, for Baiduism last week um, because I just thought it was a uh, I thought it was a better album than than the Bilal album, but we, we won't go back to that. But top to bottom, if you talk about just a, a really dope classic R&B album from the vocals to the production, and one thing we have to do, we got to give Puffy a lot of credit because all of his R&B albums, I don't think he has dropped one like really whack R&B album on Bad Boy and this Faith Evans album is kind of like the start of that but if you go from that from to the 112 to the Carl Thomas album to Toto's first album like their initial releases have always been so dope and I think this this album in particular like is right up there matter of fact this album is so dope I don't even know if it gets talked about enough as far as like really dope classics like I think this album should be talked about the way we talk about Mary J's My Life or the way we talk about 411 or the way we talk about R. Kelly's 12th place I think this album should be in that discussion but I don't think people are open-minded to it because it's like oh it's Diddy it's safe it kind of has a stigma to it but I dare anybody who disagrees to go back and listen to that album and tell me what song you're skipping because you're not skipping that near one of them. I agree, man. And I just had this conversation with so many people on Facebook today, and people was like, yo. Like, people automatically just say Erica Badu because it's Erica Badu and just kind of dismiss face joint. But I had at least four people hit me back like, man, I, first off, I slept on the stage album or – it was like I forgot she had all this, all this many joints on this particular album, 
and I give Puff a lot of credit as well, man. We all know Puff wasn't writing and producing all these songs, but what Puff did and what he's always done and what he still does to the day, he gets the best writers and producers to jump on these albums for his artists. And like you said, man, when you look at Carl Thomas's album, 112 album that we're going to get to in a little bit, um, Face album, the first two Mary joints, he had a formula for R&B that I don't think anybody was able to touch back during that time besides the Jody Seal or R. Kelly when we talk in mid-'90s because all of these albums were so well put together with some classic records. But Ant, before I get into breaking down each album and going through the track listings, man, what's your take on these two albums? Well, my take is, uh, you know, Face is, is, is vocal-wise, that we're different with two different types of vocalists, two different types mm-hmm. of things, and, and you know what they what they express in their musical, you know, in their in their in their artwork. And so, mm-hmm. just on you know on on that basis and on on, on in that realm, I'm a I'm a Faith Evans, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a Faith Evans all the way. Uh, I like her, you know, just the, 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 for her and for for it to be her freshman album. You know, what I I'm know, saying? man. Yep, her fresh. That's her first album, and I I, I believe therefore this is her best album that she's made, and she's got three hot, three just over the top albums to me. But her first one, this one, because I remember I was the junior high school, and this was yep, this was this was our, you know. I know, oops, I just told my age on live air, huh? But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was not, <laughs> and so, I I just got to go with, I, you know, I, I love Erica Badu because she knows what she talks about and everything, but I just on a, on a, on a singing vocalist level and put you in, the, in that, you know, that R&B mood and that mode, Faith on Bring, right. she brought it on that one. And I gotta keep it all the way funky. Like I, I'm, I don't have this problem with telling people I'm a church boy at heart. You know what I'm saying? Born and raised in the church right. in Chicago. My god, my godfather was a pastor. I played the drums. I sang in church. So I'm a church kid. I love music. I love live instrumentation. And anybody that studies music or studies gospel music, when we first heard Faith Evans and said he was a junior in high school, I was a freshman when I album dropped in college. It was like hearing. Karen Clark from the Clark Sisters sing R&B music because Faith's voice reminds you so much of Claire, Karen Clark, it's ridiculous. So when I first heard her, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is straight Clark Sisters meet R&B. Like, it was just insane. But uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and no disrespect to Erica, one brother was like, I got to go with Erica because she was spitting knowledge. Like, hold on, brother. I'll, it, nobody loves more knowledge than me. But we have to be fair. We can't say an album is better just because she was kicking knowledge, you know what I'm saying? You know that that's that's to me that's the that's not the right you know thing to look at when you're comparing music. But let's go through Faith's album and then I'm gonna go through um, uh, Erica's album. Uh, you had the Faith interlude, which which is a great warm to the album. And that's another thing I miss about albums. Albums don't have interludes anymore, man. Uh, you had the Faith interlude, then you had No Other Love, uh, written by Faith, uh, Falling in Love, written by Faith, as well as um, Mary J. Blige, um, Ain't Nobody. And Faith wrote every song on her album, which in itself is amazing. I, I give extra points for people that write and produce their own stuff, just so y'all know. Uh, Ain't Nobody, which is one of the dopest joints on there. You Are My Joy, Interlude, Love, uh, Don't Live Anymore, which is the, the remake. 
um, with Mary J. Blige. That was amazing. Come Over, which we're going to play tonight for y'all, too. That was another joint I thought was crazy. Chucky Thompson produced. Soon as I get home, all this love. Thank you, Lord, in the loop. You used to love me. Give it to me. You don't understand. Don't be afraid. And Reasons and Reasons was my favorite song on the whole album. So this album was impeccable from top to bottom. Out of 15 songs, you had two interludes. So you had, no, I'm sorry, you had three interludes. So you had 12 super-duper st- strong tracks on this particular album. Um, and then I'm going to go through the Badu-ism soundtrack. I'm a soundtrack. Track listing. Uh, the opening cut was the Rimshot intro. You had On and On, which is the first single off the album, Crazy. And Erica wrote all, all her songs on this album as well, except for uh, Four Leaf Clover, just so y'all know. Uh, on and On, Apple Tree, Other Side of the Game, produced by Questlove from The Roots, which is just crazy. Um, sometimes, Next Lifetime, which is another crazy joint. That was a big single from the album with the dope video. Um, Afro, that was, a, that was the interlude. Certainly, which is another standout joint from the album. Four Leaf Clover, uh, No Love, Drama, Sometimes, Certainly Remix, and then the Rimshot Outro. So minus interludes, uh, she had only 11 songs on this album. But I will say Drama and Sometimes, in my opinion, were two of the weaker songs on this album. I wouldn't skip over them, per se, but I don't think they were strong, and I don't think this would, those, those would be songs that could stand up to the body of work when you look at Faith Evans' Faith album. So let me go in reverse order. I'm going to go back to Ant and then go to Darius. Any closing remarks? Because I think we have a consensus with Faith album. Um, knocking out um, um, Erica Badu's Baduism. So I'm going to go to Ant and then back to Darius. Uh, I just I, I do have a uh, a question for is Neo Soul and R&B, are they of the same? Yeah, I don't I think I don't, what I, people... About, go ahead, Darius. I'm sorry. I, I think what people classify neo soul, which I hate that dumbass term. I think I, I think what people too. classify neo soul, I think it's traditional R&B to me. I think that's really what R&B music should be, and somewhere along the way, it kind of got lost. And I, and again, I don't even know what neo soul means. I I just think it's right. people who make really organic music that make really dope music, and they focus more so on you know, providing quality lyrics and quality music as opposed to people who just listen for his thing. That to me, to me, that's the difference. If I say there is one, but to me, R and B music is R and B music. And let me and let me okay. add, and let me add to what he let me add to what he said. And everything Derek said is is exact and correct. When I think of neo soul, the only thing that that separated neo soul from so called R and B music at the time, you had artists like uh, D'Angelo who was kind of like the godfather of Neo Soul when they wanted to try and put a label on the, on the R&B or the soul music. And I think the only difference was you had cats like D'Angelo who was playing his own instruments, playing guitar, playing keyboards. You had cats like Maxwell. You had cats like Erica Badu. You know what I'm saying? It, it, brought a, it brought more of a live sound back into R&B music because we know in the 90s, you had a lot of, you know, computers and, and electronics and keyboards. The people were doing the singing, but that live feel from the music was lost. So when D'Angelo ushered back in the so-called Neo Soul, I just think he ushered back in the complete live sound of soul music 
that our parents had when they had the earth on the fire, the dinosaur, the CD one, and so on and so forth. So I hate that term because I all consider it all, you know, soul music. Right. Well, I was just bringing that up, but, you know, just my closing remarks is that, you know, Erica Badu, she makes some good, you know, some good hits, but she ain't, she, Baduism ain't hold no, no, no candle to her face. <laughs> so that's my, that's just my closing remarks. I'm going, you know, take that as, and, I agree. and I'm glad you touched on the interludes because that's a, that's a puffy move, you know, that, you know, right. I, I do like, you know, when, you know, it brings a different element to the album too. You know, it brings you in. I like interludes bringing you into the next song and things like that. Exactly. It's a perfect segue, man. Absolutely. Darius, anything you got left uh, before we get to the next matchup? No, nah, like I said, that was a pretty easy one for me, man. And I, Like I said, I, if people don't agree, I, I challenge them to go back and listen to that faith album. They'll probably have a different opinion. Exactly. People, people, you know, people are upset because Actually, Instagram went with Faith, which I was surprised. But of course, uh, Facebook went with um, Facebook went with um, went, went with um, um, uh, Erica Badu on this one. But the consensus is Faith Evans. So Baduism has been eliminated. And just to give a big up to Erica Badu, I felt like her best album was Mama's Guns, which was her second album. Anyway, I'm still sorry that that album was eliminated. But that's last week's show. I ain't gonna look back no further. But. Um, <laughs> We're going to stay in this bracket, and we're going to go to the final four, and then we'll uh, go to the south bracket. So our next matchup is going to be uh, – well, you know what? Let's not do that. Let's not do that. I'm going to, I'm going to switch brackets. I don't, want to, I don't want to have this argument right now, because I think this is going to be an argument. Um, we're going to the south region. We have Brown Sugar versus 112's album 112. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go to Darius first while I pull up the track list. Um, man, to me, it comes down to I don't like uh, shit damn the other word. I, I don't, I oh don't my like God. that. Oh, my God. Are you like serious? Nah, man. That's the one song on that album I can skip. Now, on the 112 album, I'll be honest with you, ah. I don't know if I'm skipping any song from the 112 album. And I really had to think about it. But D'Angelo gave us, to me personally, he gave us nine really, really strong, strong tracks. And it's so consistent. Um, man, I'm going to go with Brown Sugar. I want to I go for 112, man, but I, I think Brown Sugar might be might be the winner here. I was trying to find a way. I was trying to find a way to to pull for that album, but I, I just can't do it. Yeah, you're not trying to. I'm gonna still come back to you, but go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, it don't sound like you're pulling for 112, there. <laughs> <laughs> it don't sound like that at all. But but I'm gonna have to go with uh, you know, because pleasure and pain. Oh my goodness. And they had interviews yeah. on their album. Oh my goodness! Yes. Oh man! Um, and then they had, you know, the my party joint. You know, <laughs> only, only you, only you, only you. Ooh, 
Brown Sugar, I do that. You know, Brown Sugar was iconic because, you know, I'm in Denver. It's legal out here, he but anyways. So, <laughs> so, so Brown, you know, Brown he Sugar. He ushered in a whole yeah. new movement with that Brown Sugar. Well, let's do this. Let's right. do the track list. Y'all, 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 you you make a compelling argument Ed, when you talk about the um the interludes and how albums are placed. I thought this Brown Sugar album was sequenced perfectly. It's only ten tracks, but every song, in my opinion, is crazy. Uh, the opening track is the title song "Brown Sugar," produced, produced and written by D'Angelo, uh, and along with Ali Shahi Mohammed from Tribe Called Quest. You have all right, D'Angelo, written and produced. He did this whole album. Um, Jones in my bones, D'Angelo, uh, Angie Stone helped write that. Me and these dreamy eyes of mine, uh, shit damn motherfucker. I love that song. And the, the, anytime I hear that song now, it makes me think of the movie. Um, uh, what's the movie that, that they played in? Best man. Uh, the best, best man, man. That makes you think of that classic scene, right? Uh, you have smooth. Do you have the Smokey Robinson remake of uh, uh, Cruising, which I think I, I, people get mad when I say this, but I think his version is better than Smokey. That's my personal opinion. Uh, when we get by, dope record, Lady, written and produced by D'Angelo, along with Raphael Sadiq, who write and produced that. We all know that's the best song on the album, in my opinion. And then Higher, it, it gave you that church vibe, that church feel to it. Very, very dope worker, spiritual record. And that's it, man. Ten solid classic records, in my opinion. And uh, when you go to the 112 album, which is the self-titled 112 album, you have the 112 intro, Now That We're Done, which is one of the most classic slow jams, oh. in my opinion, during that time. Uh, then they give you Pleasure and Pain. Then they give you the Y interlude to set you up for the Y does song later in the album, but I'll get to that. Then you have Cupid. Uh, you have Call My Name, Come See Me featuring Mr. Cheeks, the Sexy You interlude, and then you have Can I Touch You There, which is just crazy. Uh, Tim and Bob wrote that joint along with Y.A. Morris and Boys to Men. I Can't Believe featuring Faith Evans. Uh, it was the Keep It Real interlude. Then they had the Only You remix featuring Biggie and Mace. Uh, I will be there in love with you. Just a little while, produced by Tim and Bob. Crazy. Uh, Why does um, this is your day? Throw it all away, and then the only new uh, original version featuring Big. So I mean, it's no song that I'm skipping on either one of these albums. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the upset right here. I'm gonna go for 112. Uh, I, I think the Angelo's album is just as good. I mean. I, I just think the 112 album resonated with me a little bit more because I was in college, and this is the soundtrack of my college years, and the ladies was loving this joint. Like, this 112 joint was crazy. And plus, I got a chance to meet 112 when I was in college. They came to my radio station. But I, I'm going to give the edge to 112 on this one. I, I originally had Brown Sugar, but the fact that they got 19 joints and only two interludes, so they got 17 heaters on this joint, man. I'm, I'm going to go with 112. So, Darius, who are you going with, fam? Uh, I mean, I initially went with Voodoo, but the argument you just made kind of won me over. Um, this was a difficult one for me um, just because I like both of them so much. But I, I don't have a, I don't necessarily have a problem with 112 winning. Because like I said, I was trying to pull for him. But to me, just, just outside of that one song on, De, on D'Angelo's album that I don't particularly care for, it's, it's it's nine bangers all the way through, but again, you you know me, you know I've always said that that one twelve first album was like 
one of the best albums I ever heard. So, I mean, it, it's all about matchups, and at the end of the day, if the one twelve advances, you know, I don't. It's to me that's not that big of an upset. Absolutely. And who you got, family? Um, I have. Guys, this one is. I don't. I don't really understand how this is an upset, but <laughs> but this album was just. I'm talking about from. You can sit down and chill, to stand up and dance, to make love, all through the whole entire album. But it's not all planned. That one twelve album. To me, is their best album. Um, Absolutely. And you know, D'Angelo, you know, I, he's a great artist. And but just for the simple fact too that I'm, I'm dealing with a, a a real group that really blended and they sounded good together as a group. So one tour was not just one person, and they brought back that you know that you know new addition that old time that old school group sound and. You know all types. You guys, you know, you had your, your, your falsetto. You know, you had, your, you know, you had it all in one twelve. And so, I'm, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with one twelve self-titled. And you know what? Aunt? I might have to agree with you. I'm gonna drive your point home a little bit more. One twelve was really, in my opinion, and I have to think my this before I say this, but I think I'm right. I, I think my my pedigree backs this up. I think they were the first group where all four guys could lead songs and it wouldn't be no problem. Like, all four of these guys was vocally strong. Uh, Q and Deron wrote and produced a lot of the records. Deron was the in-house producer of the group. When they were a self-contained group, they didn't have to have, you know, hit makers making music for them. They did everything themselves. And every cat did a great job with leading, even though Slim was the quote-unquote lead singer. Q did his thing, Deron did his thing, along with Mike. So I think they were one of the first groups of their time because we know New Edition had Bobby and, 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 and Ralph and then Johnny later on, Biv, you know, and and, and, um, and Mike, Michael Bivens and uh, Ronnie DeVoe wasn't really singers. You know what I'm saying? When you look at, you know, uh, uh, Jodeci, we know Devontae was a producer, Dalvin was the eye candy for the sisters. There was only two singers in that group. Boys and men, all four of them brothers can sing, but I don't think bass can really hang with the brothers from 112. That's why I say four flat-out, flat-out lead singers, I have to go 112. So this is another upset, man, because Brown Sugar is the number one seed, so we have two number one seeds that have been eliminated already. Oh, wow. So 112 is advancing to the Elite Eight. So let's go to this uh, last matchup in the South bracket. Let me go take a song break. Uh, we have Jill Scott, Words and Sounds, Volume 1, who is Jill Scott, versus Robert Glasper, Black Radio. Let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, Darius. Um, you know, I honestly, I don't know if we should be spending a whole lot of time with this particular one. Um, I, I like the Robert Glasper album, but I, I think we all can agree that the Jill Scott album is relatively better than the Robert Glasper album from top to bottom. I'm not saying that, but Ant might say that. Go ahead, Ant. Uh, this album, ooh, <laughs> this is this is pretty close though. This is actually close. You know what I'm saying? These, Absolutely. These albums, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Both of these, because 
And I'm like, you know, if you you know, you definitely get a prize because I wasn't a Glasper fan. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I wasn't going on the internet looking at, oh yeah, let me hear some new rock. Nah, that wasn't on me. But you put me on it. I had to listen to it. I actually had to listen to this album a couple times. You know what I'm saying? Right. And his album was, you know, that album was real dope, real dope, real dope. And I wouldn't mind seeing him live, but I don't think he made it to Denver yet. But the Jill Scott album, though. <laughs> it's Jill Scott album. I like how you, I like how you say it. You know what I'm saying? I like how you set me up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Jill Scott album, I think she, you know, she kind of, you know, she made a, she made a good introduction. You know what I'm saying? She made you, you know, she made us, she made us a believer. Like you know, strong, you know, like strong. Like I, I close my eyes listening to Jill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so her, her, her delivery is, is this real, real, real sultry, real smooth, real, you know, real like she talking to you, singing to you. So I'm going to have to, me, I'm a person, like, like you said, I mean, we shouldn't spend too much time on this. But for me, it's Jill, hands down. All right, y'all. Since y'all gonna do this, I gotta do this, man. Like this Robert Glasper album, album cannot be disrespected. Okay, this album won Grammy for best R&B album, and not to say just doesn't want a Grammy means it better. I'm not saying that at all, but it was respected by the, the Academy as well as his peers. So let's go. You have Lift Off, great opening track. Uh, you have Afro Blue um, with Erica Badu. Cherish Today, uh, which is a remake of uh, Sade's joint featuring Layla Hathaway. Always Shine, which is an original joint while featuring Lupe Fiasco and Bilal. Gonna Be Alright featuring Lettucey. Uh Move Love, which is one of my favorite songs on the album by King, uh, featuring King, excuse me. You have Aya uh, featuring uh, Chrisette Michelle and Music Soul Child. Um, the Consequences of Jealousy featuring Michelle and the Cello. Why Do We Try, featuring Stokely from Mint Condition. Uh, the Black Radio Joint, featuring Most Def, a.k.a. Yasin Bey. The Letter to Himon, featuring Bilal, which is a David Bowie remake. And then Smells Like Teen Spirit, which is a Nirvana remake, featuring uh, Layla Hathaway again. So this album is very, very strong. Uh, let's go to the Jill Scott album. Jill Scott album, you have uh, the, the, Jill, the intro called The Jill Troll. Do You Remember, exclusively, uh, Getting In The Way, which I believe was the lead single, uh, A Long Walk, which I believe was the second single, I Think It's Better, which is like an interlude. I love that joint. Uh, he Loves Me, Lysel and E-flat, which is a song that was dedicated to her then husband, and uh, just heard her kill that at the Jazz Fest last week, and that's my favorite Jill Scott song of all time. Uh, it's Love, uh, The Way, probably my second favorite Jill Scott song, uh, Honey Molasses. Love Rain, The Roots, Slowly, Surely, One is the Magic Number, Watch Me, Brother, Show Me, Try Love. Yeah, I I, I just changed my mind just right there because I had listened to this since like last Tuesday. I'm going with Jill Scott. As much as I love the Robert Glasper album, I'm going with Jill Scott. I, I just, it's too many hits that she didn't have no help on this album except for a, a most death verse. 
And, yeah, like again, I said, we, we didn't have to spend too much time on that one. And again, this is a solo album, too. I mean, this is a debut album, too. So it's amazing the, these albums that we're comparing. Most of these albums are debut albums, which is insane. So uh, let's take a quick song break. It's 9.55. We'll be right back at 10 o'clock on the nose. We got some moving to do because we got a whole another uh, two brackets to knock out just to get to the Elite Eight. Um, but in dedication to Lauren Hill getting knocked out, I, I just knew she was going to win this when we first started it. Um, but she didn't make it, man. I was pulling for Lauren, but it, she just didn't make it. So uh, in, in dedication to her, we're going to get into my favorite song from her album, Miss Education of Lauren Hill, Nothing Even Matters, featuring D'Angelo. You listen to I Am Music. Nothing even matters no more. Nothing 
But you know how I feel. But go ahead, my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt. Who's who, who, no, You good? This is this is this is not a this is not a dictatorship. What male artist has been more consistent and has more hits than R. Kelly in the last twenty five years? I'm waiting. 
probably nobody, but correct. I, so I, can but still, I can't rock with him. You well, can't hate the man's music, brother. You can't hate the man's music. People was bringing oh, up some of, oh, but some of it I absolutely can because R. Kelly made a bunch of dumbass songs. I know that's a man. He has. But come no, on. He has. And the, last, the last album was horrible. But we are talking about a whole body of work over the last 25 years. Okay, we're getting off course because we ain't got that much time. So let's get back yeah, to you're right, you're the right. R. Kelly album versus uh, My Life. So I'm gonna go to you first, and well, no, I'm gonna go to Derek. First, he, he was so he was jumping there. I think I think I might know where he's going with his vote. But who you got on this one, Derek? Um, without question, to me, this is definitely uh, Mary's "My Life." I think this album has. They're both really good, and like this is the album, the R. Kelly album is the one I said. This is me. Um. So you know, I, I'm not going to discredit that R. Kelly album because that's my favorite R. Kelly album. But Mary's My Life just has hit after hit. It's so timeless. It's so on point. And everybody talks about what's the four, what's the four one one. But Mary's My Life is her best album. Um, from everything to I'm Going Down to Be Happy, uh, it's just so many cuts on here. I, I think this one's going to get denied. And this one to me is kind of an easy pick for me. I don't have to. I don't have that much of a decision on this one. Did he say an easy pick? Oh my God! Go ahead, Ant. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to hear. It. I'm trying to process what you said, D. Darius. But uh, <laughs> I don't know about it. this. Is nowhere near an easy pick because I'm really correct. Like looking at, wait, wait till I- I'm really, I'm oh, looking at like like this album is like a double overtime album. Like both of these albums, exactly, like, exactly. These are two, like, like I'm really, like I'm really, honestly, super. And this is like to be honest, like, like these, like I don't know, these one might be, like the All Star Game that one year. This is a task <laughs> because, because I believe because this was a game changing album for for R. Kelly, and when I say game changing, is he changed the game as far as what these other little young cats are trying to do now, he did. Correct. So he, you know, he went from, you know, nasty guy to R&B thug type to still making everybody, you know, you know, still move. And, and then has just, you know, ballads as, it's just a well, and all to me, I mean, everybody hates him, but R. Kelly to me makes albums for the time and for where, where we are. So he's going to make a goofy album because, honestly, music right now is some goofy-ass shit anyway. So <laughs> so it's just going to follow. He follows with the times with what's there. And that's what makes, to me, R. Kelly so brilliant because he can go from a sounding like these clowns to go to sounding like one of the legends, the greats. So, but these two albums, I, I I can't pick one over the other because <laughs> Mary can. J brought me. I can. I can. I know you can, let but me, I mean this one where I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm gonna have to say it's a draw. Let me, inter- let me interject right here and listen to my reason why I'm saying R. Kelly's album is the better of the album. We had people and and people pick Mary's album uh, over this one on Facebook, um, but people were saying, well, you should have put Twelve Play on there. This album is better than Twelve Play. Because R. Kelly really stepped up his up-tempo joints. If you listen to the up-tempo joints 
on 12 play and going to the 90s, they was real New Jack, New Jack, New Jack swing Teddy Riley sound, and they wasn't that hot. Same thing with Jodeci's albums. I'm going to get into that when we get into Jodeci's album. But he stepped up his up-tempo joints on this album. So let me go through this album. You have the intro, the sermon, uh, and this is the album right after his mom passed, too. You have Hump Bounce, Not Gonna Hold On, uh, You Remind Me of Something, Step In My Room, Baby, 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 uh, You To Be Happy featuring B.I.G., uh, Download featuring Ronald Osley, I Can't Sleep, Thank God It's Friday, Love Is On The Way, Heaven If You Hear Me, which is an interlude, Religious Love, uh, which we all now know that was a song uh, about his breakup with Aaliyah at the time, uh, Tempo Slow, uh, as I look into my life and trade in my life. Mm. Now, this whole album, you have 16 tracks minus two interludes. You have 14 tracks. Every song was written and produced by R. Kelly. No, no samples on this album. Now, this is my biggest issue with Mary J. Blige. The first seven songs are yeah. all samples. They have three original songs on this album that don't have no samples in them that are original songs. And the person, in my opinion, that made this Mary J. Blige album what it was, was Faith Evans. Because Faith Evans wrote almost half the songs on this album, and she sang background vocals on pretty much every song. Let's go through my life. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, wait, 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 wait. Wait, okay. Oh, so. oh, let, me, let, me, let me read the track list right quick, and then I'm going to give it to you. You have the intro. You have Mary Jane. Uh, you Bring Me Joy. The Marvin interlude. I'm the Only Woman. Uh, Keith Murray interlude, which I never understood why that was even on there. But uh, My Life, which was a classic, Roy Harris sample. Uh, you Gotta Believe, which is my favorite song on the album, which is the uh, original song written by Big Bub and Faith Evans, uh, produced by Chucky Thompson. Never Want to Live Without You, I'm Going Down, Rose Royce remake, My Life interlude, Be With You, Mary's Joint, Don't Go, I Love You, No One Else, and Be Happy. Uh, and then on the uh, bonus joint, they had the international version. They had you that feel like a natural woman when she did the Aretha Franklin remake. But again, out of 17 songs, 14 of these songs were samples. You know what I'm saying? And Mary J. Blige didn't produce not one song, and she co-wrote on maybe half of these songs. I'm looking at the track listing right now. But I yield the floor to Darius. Go ahead, Darius. All right. So. We in the past have never taken into account who wrote what and what sample and who sampled what song. I, I think we gotta throw that argument out the window. If and if and if we're gonna say, Okay, this is Puffy's this is Puffy's doing. We all know back in the nineties Puffy was the king of sampling. I don't wanna say he invented it, but he's the one who made the most prominent. So you kinda have to take that in, in, into into consideration. Sampling and who wrote whose song doesn't mean that it isn't a dope album. Like it doesn't take away from the musical standpoint of the album. And I just and, and like I said, I actually cake for R. Kelly's album being on here instead of instead of the twelve play because I am I'm in agreement. I think this is R. Kelly's best album personally. But my life has bangers on top of bangers. It, it it's more impactful. Um, I, I think it has more cuts, and I think this album resonates with people more than R. Kelly's self-titled album. You can't you can't take into account that the fact Mary didn't write it because it's. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, a bunch of albums on this list 
half the people didn't write them. It's always somebody writing somebody else's songs, particularly in R&B. Um, so See, I, so I, don't, I don't think I, you I, can I, get I, that. I can't agree with that because when we get down to these, when we get down to these top artists, we look at the Faves, the D'Angelo's, the R. Kelly's, the One Twelves, the Beyonces, the Ushers, the Jodeci's. They all wrote, and Maxwell, they all wrote and produced their own stuff. That's what I'm saying. These artists wrote. But we're not. But we're not talking stuff. about who wrote what. We're not talking about who wrote. We're talking about what's the, what's the best album collectively. It's not about who was writing it. It's not about uh, what what song was sampled. It's about together it's collectiveness as a whole like it is the musical structure of the album i think my life is just a better album let me say this let me say this and i'm gonna throw it to end let me say this when you say we shouldn't we really shouldn't consider sampling i look at sampling this much on an album when you have 17 songs and it's 14 samples i think it's an unfair uh um comparison to compare an album with that much samples, and they just weren't sampling stuff that we didn't hear. They were sampling, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 you know, uh, what's my man name? Rick James, Barry White, Roy Ayer. They was class. They were sampling classic music. They weren't sampling those stuff that, that was on B-side. So you have classic music that's going up against R. Kelly's work that's all original, no samples, written and produced by him. So I think that's an unfair comparison when you say the samples shouldn't be brought into account when you compare an album that has no samples and the album is just as hot because this person created it all from his own brain. You see what I'm saying? That's an unfair comparison in my opinion. But I'm going to go to Ant and then we go turn our final vote there because we, we didn't spend a little bit too much time on this one. Yeah. Uh, I just like really, I just, while y'all was talking, I, I just did, I, you know, snippets. I listened to snippets of the both albums, like actually live. And uh, yeah, it ain't no draw, man. <laughs> My life just got bodied by a pissing nigga. You know what I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You gotta really study this album, man. Hey, because I forgot about tempo slow. I'm talking about like Kels is a, he's a, he's a like, yeah. He he's R. Kelly is a, he's on a different like when he really goes into. Like, I, R. Kelly's one of the greatest of all time. I'm not talking about off-the-court issues or all that, but when we talk about in the lab and on that musical thing, he, he's, he's, a, he's a genius. And for the simple fact, I don't even know if he could read when he made this album. But, um, and then, like you said, the samples, they, they do matter because I believe an artist that uses a lot of samples is, is taking away from the focus off the artist because that artist needs exactly. help. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, faith. No, but, like but no, but okay, okay, but listen, listen, hold on, Faith, like, faith, is on the same, faith, faith is on the same record label as the same producer on Bad Boy Records, and, her, and you don't hear a lot of samples on her album. It can't have all the she samples on her album. Exactly. She doesn't need that as an artist, as a, you know what I'm saying, because because just you know she, she can focus on on you know her singing like me like Mary J is a is a performer is a soulful you know but she can only you can she can only go one way with her music to me it's not like you can't Mary J can't do a, a broad spectrum of things now my life is a great album but then when I went back and listened ah uh, yeah Kels I gotta go with Kels 
And we talking about again, we going with you know R and B and that mood and that that groove. He does it, but both albums is hot. But Kels, he he did it on. He, he I gotta go with just thumbs up on Kels. All right, so let me let me ask you the question: Is it safe? Is it safe Evans' fault? I mean, is it Mary J's fault that she isn't a producer? I mean, she might, no. she just might not have that. She might not have that skill. So no, you're, it's, it's, you're giving dude. you're giving the edge to R. Kelly based on the fact that he has the skills of producing. And then Mary J. Blige, because, on the no, other hand, no, gets, she's not. dependent on other people to provide music for her. But again, not, you got to give you, I give you what I, sample what. I can give you. I can go with an artist that is is, is is in that realm where who doesn't really write and produce, but Usher Raymond. Usher is an entertainer, a, a performer. Now he makes it. But you can't count. Nothing. But okay, but all right, I'm but not you, you're bringing him up. I know, but but you're bringing him up. But Usher relies on Jermaine Dupri to make the bulk of his hits when it comes to Confessions. And I'm sure there are plenty of samples on that Confessions album. Derek, so are you going to hold that Derek, against? You, are you going to hold that against Mary J's album? Derek, no, you're right. I agree with you. But the point that we're trying to make is. No, Mary is not a producer, so we're not holding that against her. But the bulk of her, eighty-five percent, ninety percent of this album is samples, and they're not—they're not B-side samples. They are classic records. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Rick James, uh, 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 Barry White, the, uh, uh, Roy Ayers. These are classic, classic records. So when you hear the song, no matter what she's talking about, you're gonna automatically be drawn to the song because it's already a classic record that you've heard your parents playing when you was a little kid. So all I'm saying is she has an unfair advantage versus somebody like R. Kelly who has all original music with no samples. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If she had four or five samples like Faith had on her album, I wouldn't have no problem with that. And we know that's what Puffy was doing so, back in the day. Kels introduced download to people. That's what the real download was. See now they got download now is something different. <laughs> but <laughs> R. Kelly told you what the download was. You know what I'm that album. All right, I'm funny. I'm outvoted. I'm outvoted. So I'm not gonna keep arguing. I, I I think that you guys are giving too much weight on who's sampling what songs. No, no, I'm not whatever. giving. I'm, I, I'm honestly not. I'm just. I went by. I, I really listened to that. I, you know, just snippets of the album again, and just the body of work what came into into that album. <laughs> okay, I, mean, I, I lost. I'm not, I'm not going to keep arguing. It's cool. I'm going to put it to the public because Facebook put my life, social, uh, uh, Instagram picked my life. I didn't even check Twitter. I'm pretty sure they picked my life too. Me and Ant, I'll, I'll vote you tonight. I'm going to put it to the people. I'm going to ask the question, does my life by Mary J. Blige has too many samples to be considered one of the greatest R&B albums of all time? Because music is about originality, you know what I'm no, saying? No, but no, you can't, you can't put that out. I'm sorry, D. I, 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 I know we spent too much time on this, but I, I don't know. I don't think that we should account for what samples what because at the end of the day, everybody samples. And if you want to base that argument, then you could, like I said, you can lock a knot of these albums that was on the on the total list of 64 off period because everybody's going to sample something. It doesn't matter of, of, of how many songs was actually sampled, how many songs were original hits. We're talking about the album musically, collectively, the, the total impact of the album 
and just the the the, the artistry of the album. I'm not saying that the R. Kelly album isn't dope. I love the album. I'm the one who said it should be on the list, but I don't think it's better than Mary J's My Life, period. And, and like I said, I, if I'm not voting on here, like, I'm, I'm cool with that, but let's not use the argument that R. Kelly's album had more original songs versus Mary J's sampling because I don't think it matters at the end of the day. And, and I don't think it matters who writes what. Because a lot of these artists I have believe, songs written by other people for the most for the majority of their works anyway. It's ten twenty. I'm gonna leave this one open. I asked the question. I'm willing to change my vote. You know what I'm saying? I'm willing to give it to Mary because it is a classic album. I'm not saying that it isn't. Uh, let's go to Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite versus uh, Jodeci Diary with Mad Ben. Let's go to Derek. I know who he's going with. I listened to a Diary of a Mad Ben a day. And I think last week I said, man, it was just all right. But I actually think I, I really, really do like this album. Um, I, I think I was kind of like hit or miss on the up tempo joints. But when I went back and listened to it again. I told you it was better than Favorite My Lady, man. Yeah. I told you that. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I went back and listened to it again, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this album was kind of hot. But I'm leaning towards Maxwell just for the simple fact that, again, top to bottom, even though there's like no really up tempo joints besides Dance With Me, which is more of a, a kind of a laid back um, up tempo joint, but to me Maxwell Maxwell Urban Hands Hang Sweet to me is, is a very transcendent album uh, from top to bottom. Maxwell vocals are on point. The music, the live instrumentation on the album is, is so dope. And like I said, at the end of the day, if you don't get none to Maxwell Urban Hang Sweet, then something's wrong with you. And I just think that album should advance over uh, Diary of a Mad Band. Personally, that's just my that's just my opinion. Who you got? Who you got, uh, Ant? Man, y'all gonna be mad at me on my vote, you know. But I don't like soft ass Maxwell. So, oh man. So, so, so you know. What I'm saying, so, but I mean, I, I mean, you know, he had, he had some, you know. I'm just not into the all the whole listening to the whole falsetto thing the whole time and. Hey, it's funny you said that because my homie, my cousin, my brother, my friend, one of the dopest soul singers in Chicago, A.G. Soul, said the exact same thing. He said, I love Maxwell, but I get tired of hearing the false settle from track one through track 15. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's funny you said that. Yeah, I can't. I just want to interject right there. And that's, I mean, honestly, that is, is, that's my feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I just. I mean Maxwell. I mean I just he's a, like I said he's a great artist and all that, and he you know he, he stays in his lane, but he his lane ain't in my lane. You know what I'm saying? Diary of Mad Band. You know that's more. I mean you know that's that's what I'm talking about. Because if you can't get out on that, then that's the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, exactly. So you know. You know, he had the bangers. Like, cause honestly, and this is how I really feel, too. Like, you really can't ride around listening to no, no damn Maxwell, man. Like, you can't be in your car listening to Maxwell. That ain't... But, but why, why not? But why Why can't you not be in your car listening to Maxwell? Why Why is that not something you can do? Because I'll fall asleep driving. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it's, it's, move, it's move music. So, wait. It's move music. Okay. Okay, so 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 you don't like Maxwell. So are you using your personal preference against uh, like against him? So are you, you don't like his voice 
So you don't, you're automatically going to dismiss the album? Is that what you're saying? Because I don't like R. Kelly, but I didn't dismiss the R. Kelly album. I thought it should be on the Under, I mean, I, just, I understand, but R. Kelly's singing. I don't think Maxwell's singing. Now, all, that, all that, all that, that's not singing. That's not putting nothing into no oh album. Oh, my goodness. That's not doing oh, nothing. all right. Like, I'm done. I'm done. For, I mean, got that's it. just for yeah, me. I got it. That's for me. I mean, that's just for me. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not saying woman's work, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't, that, that was a banging track, you know what I'm saying? That's a banging track, you know what I'm saying? Let's go, oh, we, we didn't go through the track list. Let's, let's go through the track Oh, my bad, list. yeah. I go, I'm just, I'm just more of a, I'm, I am, I like, I like Diary of Mad Band better than that yeah, album. Yeah, me too. Though, honestly. Me too. <laughs> Hold on, let's get, let's go through the track, Maxwell Joint. You have um the Urban theme. Welcome, something, something, which is the more of an up-tempo joint. Uh, Ascension, do you ever want, don't ever wonder, dance with me, till the cops come knocking, which is my shit. Uh, whenever, whatever, whenever, wherever, whatever, Lonely, the uh, only company, one and two, uh, Reunion, Sweet Lady, and the Sweet, um, and then Diary of a Mad Band. Now, this, I will admit, Garrett is right. The up-tempo joints on this, on this album aren't that strong. And that's the same thing Jodeci has on Forever My Lady, but we're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, my Heart Belongs to You. They come out the box crazy with My Heart Belongs to You. That's the best song on the album. Uh, Cry For You, which I didn't like that song until I heard him sing it live in concert. And all of these songs are written and produced by Devontae, by the way. Uh, and they're all original, too. Uh, Feenan, uh, What About Us, Ride and Slide, Alone, uh, You Got It featuring Redman. Uh, Won't Waste Your Time featuring Missy and Sister. In the Meanwhile featuring Timberland and Sister. Uh, if y'all don't know who Sister is, go back and Google and YouTube them. They was dope. Missy was the lead singer of that group. Uh, Give Me All You Got. Uh, Sweaty featuring Sister. And then uh, the uh, the interlude with Wendy Williams and then Success. So it's only like maybe one song on this album. But... I, I love this album. I'm sorry, Darius. I gotta go with Diary of a Mad Man over Maxwell. And again, Maxwell won on social media because the ladies love Maxwell. We all know that. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got so yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Don't get don't, yeah. Yeah. Don't, go ahead. I mean, we gotta argue for our albums, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if, if I'm gonna get outvoted, that's fine. I think you guys are, again, using your personal preferences with this. And, and, and again, I went back. I did, I did my homework, and I like Diary of a Mad Band. I liked it more than I initially thought. But, again, top, top to bottom, we're talking about complete albums. How can, you dis, how can you say that Diary of a Mad Band is better than Irving Tweet? Like, you... I don't know. To me, there's no way that you can sit there and listen to those albums back to back and walk away and say, "I think Diary of a Mad Band is better than Urban Hang Suite." I just, I just don't think, I just don't think it. I don't think that's possible. And and I, I get the fact I mean, that you guys may like a on, certain type of R&B music. I, I get that you guys may like a certain type of R&B music, but if to, but to say Maxwell doesn't doesn't have a complete album or to say that he only sings falsetto, again, I, w- I would challenge you or just or even ask you to go back and listen to that album because that's not I his range on, on that full album. 
I listened to it Saturday, and he didn't. I didn't say he was all Mac on uh, falsetto. I said it was heavy falsetto. But let's get a different perspective because y'all have been hearing from us. One of the other brothers that's supposed to be doing the show with us, he's been late, but that's still my brother from another mother, brother Chris Rock. What's going on, family? You in the you in the building on Iron Music? Yeah, man, I'm here. I'm here, and I, I've been hearing some it's conversation crazy. that's just disturbing. First of all, well, where is know. D'Angelo? Voodoo is still in the making. Brown sugar has been eliminated. You can't be Voodoo. serious. Voodoo, Voodoo beat out um, Voodoo beat out Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Brown sugar lost the one twelve one twelve album. First of all, let 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 me just okay. I'm a, I'm a concede to Brown Sugar, but I'm gonna say this. You, I cannot even believe we're arguing Maxwell and Brown Sugar was the entrance for the genre that Maxwell is even in. And that and that's why Maxwell that's why I would not be knocking them out. I agree. I agree. Maxwell well, would not, not be we're, nowhere. We're comparing if, two albums right now. We're not even talking about <laughs> Brown Sugar right now. That 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 conversation okay. is done. Okay. We're comparing okay. now. Okay. Diary of a Mad Band. Okay. Like we, now let's go to Urban Haynes. Hold on, let's go to Urban Haynes. Let Chris go. Let me go to you. Go ahead, Chris. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna dead this because Maxwell actually his whole style. If you look back in history, Robin Thicke had a a uh, single back in ninety. I want to say it was ninety seven where he had long hair, he was riding a bike in the video, where he yeah, was yeah, singing. Oh, I get you alone. Oh, I get you alone. Yeah. yeah. That was Ma- Maxwell alone. took his swag before Maxwell true. came out. That's not true. Urban, Urban Haynes came not... out before that. Yes, Urban it Haynes did. Came out of, uh, Urban Haynes came out in 1996. So it was right around... Did it? Time. Was that early? Yeah, Ever Hanks, we came out in night. I'm looking at it. It came out in 1996, and then his MTV Unplugged came out in about Maxwell in, in comparison to to Joe to Jodeci. You have to introduce you have to understand what a person for them to be great, they have to have had hey, an influence on Chris, culture. Chris. Chris, yeah. I gotta kill you, bro. You you way off. When I get you alone came out in two thousand and two. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm way off. So yeah. So yeah I'm way off. off. But I'm still with you. But go ahead and finish your point, then I'm going to go to Ant. But I think we got a consensus of Jodeci, but go ahead, Chris, and then we'll go to Ant. Yeah, when when you talk about music and how, how, how it affects the culture as a whole, you cannot no way and know how compare Maxwell and Jodeci. Jodeci, people are still trying to be Jodeci today. Nobody's trying to be Maxwell. 
nobody's trying to reinvent what Maxwell did. Jodeci marked culture. I mean, they they whole style, everything they entered the, the Jodeci man. Period. <laughs> okay, okay. Can I can I can I say something? All right, you please, guys please are you guys are you guys are seeing a lot. You guys are talking about who Jack, who style, who sampled who, or who uh-huh. who influenced culture. We're not talking about the album, and I'm not taking away anything from Jodeci, but I'm talking about Urban Hayes Suite versus Diary of a Mad Band, all right? And, and I'm not going to go back. I've already repeated myself a, a number of times, but I don't think you guys are making a compelling ar- argument to sway me either way because you're not convincing me that the album Diary well, me, of a Mad Band me, is better than Urban Hayes Suite. Let me, sorry. Let, me, let, me, let, let me do that. Let me do that real quick. Because last week and even tonight, you said if you can if you can't listen to Urban Hang Suite and close the deal, then something is wrong. I think I got a better chance of closing the deal off of My Heart Belongs to You, Fainin, What About Me, No, Cry for You. I think I got a better chance closing the deal with that because at the end of the day, I think the average sister relates the average sister relates more to Jodeci than they do Maxwell. Only certain type of people listen to Maxwell's music. Jodeci's music was more accepted by a, a, a wide variety of people than Maxwell's music was. That's just my personal opinion. But I think I would have more of a chance to close the deal if I was listening to Diary of a Mad Band than than um the Urban Hang Suite. Oh, okay. Well, well, me, my last point. Go ahead, Derek. I, I, I think to move to the next album. I think we need to, I think we need to, like, it's too late now, but we probably should have established, like, a criteria on how these albums move on because, you know, you and I may disagree, and then we may have a third person come in and say, okay, that's the vote, but then we also have people on social media taking votes and then on Instagram taking votes. It's like, it's like we don't really have a, a determining factor of how these albums should advance. And then I, I, where I think that we should kind of let the people decide is like now I'm, I'm getting outnumbered, which is which is cool. But I think the next time we do this, we should probably establish a, a better criteria on how albums move on. Like I mean, because at the end of the day, like we may disagree, but we got too many influence on on how albums are are advanced. Well, you got so well, Chris, one thing I just want to say is you got two two differently dynamic two differently different albums in dynamic period. Because one, correct, Maxwell's album is Urban Haynes Sweet. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like, you know, I'm I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just, you know, like we we in San Francisco hitting cafes and shit. Like, you know what I'm what, saying? What's the, what's he, the he, point? He, what's he's the like, point? I'm not talking about the album. And that's my That's, that's who we are. We, we talking, no, you're talking Listen about the what, title. Tell me about the music, man. That's I mean, what, but but you're not listening. You're not listening. But listen, the title is indicative of the music that's on the album. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you got <laughs> Urban Hang Suite and you got Diary of a Mad Band. They're gonna Diary of a Mad Band is telling you right now that the album is, is going to be a, a little bit more edgier than Urban Hangs Sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm I'm just saying, like, we listening to an album, you cannot listen to falsetto all damn, all night, man. I'm just saying. You got it. We can move. You got it. 
And let me, let me say this so we can move on. I gotta, it's I just gotta a bad draw. To, I gotta give it. I gotta give it to Diary of Matt Bam just because of the simple fact. It's it's three to one. You know what I'm saying? It's three to one. And everybody on this show right now is qualified to give their musical opinion. I respect everybody's musical opinion. But here's I gotta make this point, Darius, and you might get mad when I say this. But prime example: Maxwell closed the jazz festival last week, and half the crowd walked out on. Him. I was I was there, but I was there. Correct. So you, so what, what's the point? What's what's the point? What's the? Point, I, 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 I get it. Is, I get it. My, but what's my, the my point? point my point is, his music is for certain people for certain times. Like I love Maxwell, Herman Ain't Sweet. In my opinion, is a classic album. But I'm not going to be riding on the highway, going to Chicago, going to Cincinnati, listening to Herman Ain't Sweet. I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play that if I got a hotel room with my wife and we going away for the weekend. But Jodeci, I can play that with my wife in the hotel, and I can play that in the ride going to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Like it's more versatile music. You know what I'm saying? It's more universal than Maxwell's Urban Haynes Suite. It puts you in one and particular I, state of mind. That's that's all I'm saying. And, and I, I and I y'all got it. Y'all got it. I, I, we can we can I, move I, ahead. We can go ahead. I, I I let me just say this also. I think the ultimate goal is for us to pick the best R&B album of this this era, right? So those the criteria can't solely be about the music. We're talking about the best Culture. just because yeah. Just just because just because like like uh, let, let let's just say Steph Curry was the best NBA player this year, not just because he had a he his, his dribble game was crazy. He had to have a shot game. He had a whole game, and we're looking for the album that has the whole game. Period. Correct. Right. So, okay. all right, go ahead, go ahead. Urban Hanks Sweet has been eliminated. We're going to the Midwest region. I'm gonna go backwards. We have. I think this is an easy choice. I listened to both of these albums right before I came on the show, and I think it's an easy choice. Uh, Aunt probably gonna be mad, but I have Confession, My Usher versus Dangerously in Love by Beyonce. I'm going to pick uh, Dangerously in Love and the Landslide, and I'm going to pull up the track list. Let's go to Chris and, and then Darius. Uh, Chris, you there? Chris. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, shoot. You got? I got to go with Confessions on that. I got to go with Confessions. Oh, no. I got to go with Usher. Oh, no. We're about, we about to get it in. That album was sequenced. <laughs> We're we about to get it in. Go ahead, Ed. Who you got? I know, I, I know the, I know the sequencing on that record was horrible, but that Confessions album was something different. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, because because we, we kind of just for the for, you know for the people's sake, we kind of discussed this briefly earlier in the day with about this, but I'm a I'm gonna have to go with Confessions better than Dangerously in Love. Because it was something that just a simple song confessions off top. It was just you know, I'm going with confessions. Because we ain't got, got that much time. Yeah, I know. We're gonna have to do a part five. I thought we were gonna get this done tonight, but it's it's ten forty. Darius, who you got? I went with confessions too. I I just thought that album was a little oh bit more impactful. Oh my when that album, when that album dropped, you couldn't you couldn't go nowhere without people talking about it. Like that album is is got for, bangers all over the place, and and I love Dangerously in Love, 
But I, I think the Confessions album is just a better album. I'm gonna take Confessions my was on the radio for two and a half years straight. That'll make it a better album. That's how long. How long was Dangerously Love on the album? Come on, man. How long was Dangerously Love on the radio? Okay, let's go through the track right. and then I'm going to make my compelling points since I'm by myself. So let's go through Confessions. Confessions got some got some album fillers. I'm going to keep it 100 and it's sequenced horribly. I'm about to break it down for y'all. Let's go. All right. The first song we have is the uh, interlude, uh, the intro to the album. Then you have Yeah featuring Little John and Ludacris, Smash Record. I can't deny that. You have Throwback, which is produced by Just Blaze, Smash. Confessions interlude, Confessions Part 2, Smash, Burn, Smash, Caught Up, probably one of my favorite up-tempo joints on the album. Uh, Superstar interlude, Superstar, Smash, Who Hurt, Smash, uh, Simple Things, OK, Bad Girl, Smash. I love that song, Bad Girl. Um, That's what it's made for. My favorite song on the album right there, uh, produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Can You Handle It? Okay. That was written by Robert Thicke. Do It To Me? Okay. Y'all don't even remember these songs. That's how I know. No, uh, I do remember. I, I'm just I, I do. No, can You I'm Handle It? I remember the record. Yeah, Can You Handle It was, was cool, but Do It To Me was okay. Take Your Hand was okay, and then Follow Me was okay. The album finished up lackluster. Now, let's go to Beyonce's album. This album, in my opinion, only has one weak spot. You have Crazy Love featuring Jay-Z, uh, Smash, Naughty Girl featuring uh, my man, uh, what's his name, the, the Jamaican artist? Uh, well, y'all know his name, what's his name, man? Josh Sean Paul. Sean Paul. Uh, no, that was, that was Baby Boy featuring Sean Paul, Naughty Girl, but she had Usher in the video. A hip-hop star featuring Big Boy and Sleepy Brown. You can uh, pass on that song. Oh, that song was whack. Really- What's the song with Jay Z? That song was the worst song on the album. Uh, uh that's the only song. That's how you. That's, no, no. B with you. Jay Z. That's how you like it. Jay Z was on the album. That's how you like it. Uh, uh, that's how I like it featuring Jay-Z. Horrible. That's one of Jay-Z's worst verses I've ever heard in my life. Uh, the, now, this is the song that really impressed me. I forgot about this song. The remake of The Closer I Get to You duet with Luther Vandross. Beyonce held her own on this track with Luther Vandross, who I would think would outsing her under the table on this record, but he didn't. Beautiful rendition of that song. Never. Uh, Dangerously in Love. Huh? Never. Tripping, man. Uh, hey, well, do you gotta, uh, yeah, do you, I mean, do you gotta take your L like I took mine, man. You, you gotta outvote it. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. Uh, Dangerously in love, too. Um, uh, Gifts of Virgo and then Daddy. Oh my god, this album is crazy, man. The hey, uh, Gifts gift from Virgo is trash, and the Daddy song is trash, too. The Daddy song is not trash. You oh, yeah. Did your wife play that song when she danced with her daddy, or was that somebody else's wedding I went to? That was my wedding. That was my wedding. That was your wedding. Okay, and that was your wedding. That song is not trash. That's a dope album. But I'm not even going to waste no time. Y'all Those say records. Confessions, I'm going to go with Confessions. I totally disagree oh, with that, but, you know. Moving, mo- mo- moving on. All right. Now we got to go to the last album to make the Lee Eight. Should we still... 
We still got to go back to my life and R. Kelly, too. I'm going to go to the Chris since he's here. Mm. Let's go to TP2, TP2.com versus Forever My Lady by Jodeci. Let's go to uh, Darius first. Uh, I don't know. I got both of them sitting here. I'm going to let y'all pick this one because I could. Cause, um, this, this, this is easy. This is easy, man. This is easy. I'm a, I, I, since y'all y'all, y'all can battle this one out. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk. You still got a uh, pick, though, Darius? All right, if I'm a, if uh, I'm a pick off the top, I'm, I might go forever, my lady. Oh, my God. This dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is not even close. This is not even fair. This is a smash. Yeah, this is a – I'm, I'm going to be honest. Go ahead. Forever, my lady was – Forever My Lady was cool because, you know, Jodeci hit the scene, but the whole album was not that good at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm skipping, I'm skipping, I'm skipping like, 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 you know, it's one of those where you make your tape and you you put about six of eight songs from there on there, you know what I'm saying? You put the first, you put the, you put the first six songs on there and maybe two up to I'm going to tell you the joints you're going to leave off. But go ahead, Chris, who you got? But I got TP2. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say, tracks six through twelve on "Forever My Lady." Whack. Nah, tracks one through nah, five. Yes. Yeah. Go. Fire, fire, fire. So let me give you the track listing. You op- they open up with "Stay Smash." Come and talk to me, Smash. Forever My Lady, Smash. I'm Still Waiting, Smash. You and I, which is probably my favorite song on the album, Smash. Then they had the interlude. My phone was a little Teddy Riley and New Jack Swingers. Uh, Gotta Love, I like Gotta Love. Uh, I thought that was a dope video. Uh, Play Things, Trash. It's All Right, Trash. Uh, uh, Treat You, Smash. Uh, and then the X's We Share. The uh, Times We Share, I like that song. But this album is too incomplete to be better than CP2.com. When you look at TP2.com, you have TP2.com, uh, Strip For You, R&B Thug, The Greatest Sex, I Don't Mean It, Just Like That, Like a Real Freak, Fiesta, Don't You Say No Tonight, One Me, I Wish, uh, A Woman's Threat, I Decided, I Don't Mean It, I Wish Remix, All I Really Want, Feeling On Your Booty, and The Storm Is Over. Like, do we really have to continue this conversation? Seriously. Yeah, no. I, I think when TP2 dot com when, when TP2 dot com came out, R. Kelly was Jordan in the music game. Nobody was making exactly nobody. Exactly. That was his first well, TP2 dot com, com was digital. Let's take it digital. <laughs> it was it was sick. So Jodeci is out of there. We got TP2, so we can move. Now, Chris, you gotta close out this last album to get us to the Elite Eight. And we're gonna have to come back and do another show next week. I didn't want to do another show, but we're gonna have to do another show because it's ten forty five and we ain't gonna have enough time. So we was at a standstill. Me and Ant said uh R. Kelly's third album was better than Mary J. Blige's My Life. And the only reason I gave R. Kelly's third album the edge is because it was all original music written and produced by him and Mary's album was ninety percent samples. What album is that? R. Kelly. Was that was that the R. Kelly album? Yep, I can't sleep. Download, tempo slow, baby, 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 step in my room. Uh, be happy featuring B.I.G. Hump bounce. 
uh, Heaven If You Hear Me, Religious Love. Uh, what else? Uh, Trading my, my Life. Yeah. Tempos. Yeah, this, this that's, off the dome. that's off the top of the dome. I'm not even reading. I'm not even reading. This is no. This is not a competition, right here to me. And I'm of the I'm of the um, I thought Share My World is Mary J. Blige's best album, but that's another conversation. But but go ahead, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I'm my wife, my wife thinks that too. Yeah, I think yeah. Mary was just in a dark place, and I, I on that on that that my life record, and it was like, yeah, I wasn't there with her. So I'm gonna go with Kels. <laughs> So it's three to one. It's three to one, Darius. Yeah, I got and it. Again, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go through the track list for Chris again, just in case he changes his mind. If Chris changes his mind, I'm gonna give it to Mary. You got uh, Mary Jane. You bring me joy. Uh, I'm the only one. My life. You gotta believe. I never want to live without you. I'm going down. My life in the loop. Be with you. Mary's joint. Don't go. I love you. No one else. And be happy. Still, there's no, just Again, not no competition. Yeah, it just it's, it's it's too sample heavy to be considered a classic because how can it be considered a classic if you borrowed so much of your so-called music from somebody else's music? I still love my life. I think it's one of her best albums, like I said. But we got to go with R. Kelly, man. It's, it's it's unanimous. All right, so we at the Elite Eight, man. We only got ten minutes. Did y'all want to try to press through and knock it out, or y'all want to come back next week? I'll let y'all make the decision. I don't know how busy y'all are tonight. Uh, I say we knock it out. Uh, but I say we get yeah, just two minutes for each one. Chris, you yeah, say let's yeah, go? Yeah, yeah, you got to get a time limit. Let's, let's go. All right, let's go. All right, we're going back to the East bracket. This is for the final four. You have Voodoo versus the Faith album. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Faith I'm, going, um, I'm going with Faith, man. Fuck it. I, I, I'm going with Faith. I, I think that album is too strong. And I love the Voodoo album. I love the Voodoo album because of the live instrumentation standpoint. But that Faith Evans album, just it just takes me back to the day it came out. I know exactly what I had on, what I was doing, who my girlfriend was the whole nine. I'm going with Faith. I'm going with Faith, too. I'm going with I'm Faith. Going with, uh... Yeah, because she said, won't you come over? She said, won't you come over? <laughs> she said, won't you come over? She said, love to me. She said, make love to me. You know what I'm saying? Who you got, Chris? Nigga, that, that, that thing's today. And, and me and Chris yeah. listen to this album a lot. We study this album together. Like, I know, like, I know the affinity he has for this album is the same as mine. So, wow. What's that faith or voodoo? So, nah, faith. And I know social oh, media is going to crucify us. I know they go crucify us for this. Uh, so, we have faith in the final four as a number two seed from the east bracket. Uh, south bracket, we have 112, 112 versus Jill Scott. Who is Jill Scott? Ooh. Words and Sounds, volume yeah. one. God, that's another tough one. I'm a, um I'm going with Jill Scott on this one. I think she changed the Ooh. game when she came out. She Ooh. was she was like that female she was like that female D'Angelo that came out and you seen a lot of people start biting her style. 
and she wrote and wrote all yeah. this stuff too. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jilly from Philly on this simply because I don't believe 112 belongs in this bracket anyway. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Who you got? I, got, I had a feeling. I, I had a, a feeling. I knew I, I knew you was late for some reason. Because <laughs> this album, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Q, 112. Q, Q. That's where all the players dwell, man. 112. Yeah, yeah, I'm, going, I'm going with one. Q twelve. is my vote. Wow, wow. Okay, so we're gonna take it to social media. We're gonna take it to social media. Let's go. We're gonna take it to social media. Which album is better, one twelve or Jill Scott going away too? Just so y'all know, because I know how the people think. Um, so let's keep it going. We got CP two dot com versus Confessions. Ooh. We'll come back to one twelve, Jill Scott. <laughs> Uh, I'm going with tp 2com I'm going with tp 2com Of course you are. What does that mean? Now I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be 100. I'm gonna be real honest. This now. This do you know? I'm I'm conflicted to the utmost with this one, um, because that Confessions album that that you know. That nigga said, let it burn. Them on the GP2. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Goodness gracious. He said, I don't mean it. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> oh, man. This one, this, ooh, Weezy. This R. Kelly album is better. This, this R. Kelly album is better top to bottom, fam. I'm going to be 100. I gotta be 100, and I'm not I'm being biased. Saying, Everybody I'm on Facebook says Chicago biased. But it's too. It's, I'm gonna go with Kells. Yeah, you know what Mugga talking about? I'm gonna go with Kells. <laughs> Don't mean good night. Who you got, Darren? I pick confessions. You you pick you pick confessions. Okay, so that's three one. So R Kelly. Hits the final four with Faith Evans. Then we have R. Kelly versus Dire People Mad Band, the R. Kelly album. R. Kelly. This is Anthony. R. Kelly wins that, too. Yeah, I got R. <laughs> R. Kelly on this one, too. <laughs> I agree. Chris. And I agree also. God damn. Kale's got two in there. I'll, I'll, All right. <laughs> um, so then we go. Let me check social media and see how many people voted. Cause we was at a we was at even on um, my boy Motown Moan is sick from Detroit. Um, so we only had one person vote so far on Jill Scott and uh, one twelve, and he got Jill Scott. So it was even, right? Yeah. Man, I'm still thinking about this. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But we can let I had 112, too. Who had 112? Darius and Ant? Or Darius? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, Chris I had, Chris Craig, he got 112 should have got eliminated a long time ago. Yeah, I got 112. I just don't know. I just don't know if this 112 album, I picked Jill Scott. I just, it's, I don't think it's better than this Jill Scott album. 
But that's two to two. It's tied up. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to um, be uh, eight off. What happened, what happened to the? Uh, what happened to Chris? He he dropped off the line. No, I'm still here. No, he's still here. Oh, okay, okay. Chris, I ain't here. He picked Jill Scott with me. Hold on, we got some so, I mean, if we then. press the time, we can just go with the one that voted. I mean, we shouldn't hold it up. I mean, honestly, Jill Scott got the most votes throughout the days, you know what I'm saying, uh, when she was going up against um, when she was going up against Black Radio, and 112 barely got any votes when it was going up against Brown Sugar, if y'all want to use that, even though it's not a fair comparison because it's now going up against a different album, but. I'll give it to 112. I'll give it to 112. That's that BS right there. <laughs> well, hold on, man. Let's not... Hold on. Let's see what... The what happened? Man. I missed the comment. Chris, you don't like he 112, said that's huh? I like 112. And Chris likes 112, too. Hey, listen. Q, Q, Q is my dude. I'm, do, I'm doing records with him in two weeks. But... Wow. Brown sugar? Come on, sir. Nah. They Yo, we dropped gone. the ball on that one. Yeah. Well, right. who dropped the ball? The panel. Nah, we really did. I just think brown sugar is better. Even though 112 got brown more songs on their album, brown sugar only had 10 songs. But that's Brown sugar arguably should have been in the top three. That's why you was, was late. That's why you, that's why you was late. Because, see, that was biased. That, it shouldn't have even been the number one seed. <laughs> it was the number one yeah, seed. It's definitely number one seed. Nah, not to me. Not to me. Jill yeah, Spawn, the new genre of music. We got to go with Jill Scott, man. That, that The votes are coming in. So, final four, oh. we got Faith. As a two seed, Jill Scott out of the South bracket. As a where's Jill Scott at? As a three seed, uh, R. Kelly out of the West bracket. As a four seed, and then the other CP two album by R. Kelly as a one seed from the Midwest bracket. So, um. R. Kelly, cp2.com versus Jill Scott. Wait, is that that's R- not right? Huh? It should be it should be the two R. Kelly albums versus each other, right? Is that how you said yeah, that? I thought it was across the This should be okay, East so versus Midwest, West, Midwest versus Okay. The opposite. So Midwest versus West. Okay. So let's go uh, R. Kelly cp dot com versus R. Kelly's third album. I think his third album is his best album. I think his third album is his best yeah. album as well. What What's the name his, of that right, album? His, his, best, his best album overall? Well, I mean, it's, it's a yeah. nice conversation. This, 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 oh, this, this, oh, this, oh. The third like album. The, I'm trying to figure out how Double R ain't even on there. But Double R, it was too many album fillers on that album, the double CD. I, I ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> that's another, that's another conversation. <laughs> so we can't do what? So Biggie's album, his double disc don't count. No. <laughs> but every joint on Biggie's oh, double disc was hot. Though. 
You got TP2 over the R. Kelly album? Yeah. Who you got, Chris? Chris is a big TP2 fan. Yeah, I'm I'm going with TP2. I'm looking at this R. Kelly records from this. Uh, TP2. The R. Kelly album just had so many yeah, T- smashes. Man. Well, they both had smashes, though. All right, so we have... TP2 in the finals. No, I had the R. Kelly album. No, I'm going to go with TP2. I, I, I like both of them. You can't you lose. Jill Scott. <laughs> yeah, you really can't. You really can't. You got Jill Scott versus Faith Evans. Oh. I'm going to go. I got to run the street, man. I, I gotta huh? ride with Faith, man. I gotta ride with Faith, man. I'm going like with Faith. Yeah, I'm going with Faith. I'm going with Faith. I'm going with Faith. All right, and then, hey, for the championship, for the for the title, Faith Evans, Faith album versus R. Kelly, TP2. I'm a surprise, y'all. I'm going Faith Evans over Kills. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> my goodness, man. There was no way that needle. Oh, my. Anyway, I'm going with Faith Evans. I'm not going to get on my high horse. Faith Evans is the winner. Here. You, you said you said that was your third horse coming into the. Into it the was. Race. It was. And I'm happy. I'm happy. So far, we got two votes for that one. So I'm trying to see where the rest of this is going to go. I think well, Chris will take Faith and take or. My nigga said, at the cheesecake with all of your friends. <laughs> Who gonna fuck the bill? Me. <laughs> Don't you say no tonight. <laughs> I'm going with Kales. <laughs> Kales. Hey, listen. Who you got, Chris? Music marks time, man, and Faith Evans, man. She that album is just a classic, beyond a classic. It's just out. It's just a, it's a masterpiece almost to me in my eyes. I look at from vocal arrangements. Yes. To, and you oh know what? God, I still listen to it. Not to cut, not to cut your knowledge, but guess what? Brandy said the same thing. She said that album taught her what vocal arrangement was all about. You know what I'm saying? When you listen to the vocal arrangement, when you listen to the production. Oh, my God. Like I, I, said, it, I said it earlier, you wasn't on the show, but I know you can agree with this comment. Faith Evans was like listening to Karen Clark sing secular music. That's what it was to me. You know what I'm saying? If, yeah, if she, Karen Clark yeah, would have ever did. done an album, that's exactly what it would have sounded like, in my opinion. She, she she did something to the soul on that record, so I'm gonna go with Faith. That's why we have a winner. So we have a winner, family. They about to. Hey, can I'm I? Letting y'all know. Go ahead. Who said can I say? Something? Can I, can I tell a funny? Can I tell a funny story though? It's a revert, but I just want to tell a funny story. Me, when me and D when me and D was in college, right? 
we both worked at the college radio station at Rice State. <laughs> I worked there before D, I think. And yep, you did. I got this album, right? And by 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 around that time I was, you know, a little bit uh religious, if you will. And I had gotten this uh <laughs> I had got I had got this album in the mail. No, no, son. I I got I got this album in the mail, right? This tape of this single, and I was pissed because you know my P, my, my program director wanted me to play the record, but I didn't want to play the record because on the front of the record was a blunt, and I threw the record away. I didn't even I gave it to one of my homegirls, right? My homegirl called me. Three days later, after I gave her that tape, because she know I love music, she said, Chris, I don't think you understand what you threw away. I need you to come to my dorm and listen to this record. So I went back to the dorm, listened to that record, and it changed my life. And that record was Brown Sugar. Wow. You're right. Yep. You're right. If Brown, if Brown, Brown Sugar would have beat out Faith. If if it ha- if it was up to me, period. I listened to the mm. yes. Sorry, it's a great album. I agree, man. I digress. It is. It is. I agree, man. I I got outnumbered on that one, but mm. I mean, I'm so sad. And I was <laughs> as much as I love one twelve, it lost to one twelve, which is so surprising. I'm gonna you restore. I'm about to restore. You can use it for the night. I think Ant's joint. I think Ant's joint uh, dropped. So let me go to um, let me go to uh, Darius for closing remarks on the show, on the series. What you think? Uh, any closing remarks you got? Take as much time as you want. Um, I, I I'm I'm good with the outcome. I, I was a little worried at first because I thought there's a lot of R. Kelly supporters on here, so I thought he was going to pull through somehow, some way. But I'm happy that that faith pulled in. Um, you know, and and I hope you know people don't take my my stance the wrong way. You know, because we had disagreements, but I I think it was all in good spirit. So I hope you know no one on the line was offended or whatever. Uh, you know, oh, I mean, well, and you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm just throwing it out there because you know they may not know me as well as you know me, D. So um, you know, I I thought it was good. We had good conversations, and I definitely appreciate all you guys' input. And um, you know, we got to do this again with some other topic at some point. Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some regular albums, probably just doing a show by myself or with a co-host. But then I'm gonna do a big one at the end of the summer, the top uh uh the top, the number one hip hop album of the last 25 years. So it'll be just like this, but it'll be hip hop, and it'll be a, a criteria. Uh, well, only you can have um two albums, and we're gonna do it groups and solo artists. So I'll be looking for that call to get back at it right around uh, October, right when summer is uh, ending. So, Chris, man, any final remarks you got to say about the panel, um, the, the, the four-week process that took us to, to, to crown a winner? Hey, man, you know, I'm just glad, honestly, that UD decided to do this, man. I think, like, you know, since, you know, we've been knowing each other since college, and I, I just appreciate you linking good people with good people, man. Everybody on the line and everybody I've spoke to in the last four weeks, they just seem like my type of people, you feel me? So I'm just glad you brought everybody together. Absolutely, man. Well, I appreciate you, family. And uh, keep cranking out that good music, man. Send me some stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? I need some some stuff, bro. 
When is the is, is the PJ Morton joint still jumping off the concert? It, the concert happened over the weekend. The girl never contacted me. Okay, okay. I was out of town too. I said I sure would have went down there because it was at the same spot Raekwon and our Ghostface was just at. But okay, cool. So, so I got to definitely link up with you sometime soon here in the near future. But give my regards to the wifey and the kids, man, and keep making that good music, fam. We need you out here, man. Absolutely, fam. All right. All right, family. Thank you all for listening. It has been a great four weeks. Again, I knew we were going to come up with something that the people will be shocked on. Um, everybody had Lauren Hill as the runaway favorite. She's the number one overall seed. But I think one thing that this show did, and I think Darius can agree, it made us all go back. It made us all go back and listen to uh, all of these records, especially the records that made it to the, the Sweet 16. I listened to all of them between last Tuesday and today. And, I mean, my consensus coming into tonight, I was like, it's going to be hard for me to vote, vote against this Faith Evans album. I said that while while I was uh, listening to it earlier. It's going to be damn hard for me to vote against this Faith Evans album. And I know a lot of people may think, oh, y'all tripping, y'all don't really know music. I got a video I'm about to make tonight to prove, I mean, I don't have to prove it to nobody. I know music, you know what I'm saying? I've sat down in R. Kelly Studios, you know what I'm saying? I've sat down with some heavyweights in the music industry, and I, I know myself. I've, I've, I've got a track record for no music. But my musical taste may not be that of another person's, which is cool. But one thing you cannot deny, Faith Evans' album, and I will stand by that album being number one on our list. I don't care what nobody says. That album in itself was impeccable from the standpoint of not only did she write all of the songs, she brought something to the table that was unmatched at that time, and that was pure originality. People try to say she wanted to be like Mary J. Blige, and I never understood that to save my life. Faith sounds nothing like Mary J. Blige. She will sing Mary J. Blige under the table. Yes, Mary has more emotion when she sings. She has the pain and the heartbreak when she sings. But just pure, flat-out singing, in my opinion, Faith Evans is one of the best to do it in the last 25 years. Um, and I stand by this album. Again, you can play it from top to bottom. You're not going to skip nothing. And you're going to enjoy every track on the album. So I'm standing by Brother Darius. I'm standing by Brother Ed. I'm standing by Brother Adesai, who we heard last week. And I'm standing by Brother Chris because we all made this decision collectively whether we, uh, you know, made different picks at different times or not because it was all, all, all our show. So it's only right, man, that I close it out with some Faith Evans. Um, again, this is I Am Music. Make sure y'all check us out. We are here every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Next week, I'll probably be reviewing the Tyrese album um, and the uh, new Jill Scott album. And then um, I don't know what albums I'm going to do after that. But uh, shout-out to R&B Music. Tyrese had the number one album in the country two weeks in a row. And then this past week, Jill Scott knocked him out with her new album. So three weeks in a row, R&B has had the number one album overall in the country, which I can't remember the last time that has happened. That's huge. So... Shout out to people that's making real rhythm and blues and keep the art form alive. But this is Come Over by Faith, our grand champion tonight here on I Am Music. Peace and blessings. Thanks to my panelists and thanks to you all for listening.
It's just the magic that we share